0: Hey, welcome to the Science of Parenting podcast, where we connect you with research-based information that fits your family. We'll talk about the realities of being a parent and how research can guide our parenting decisions. I'm Mackenzie Johnson, parent of two littles with their own
1: quirks, and I'm a parenting educator. And I'm Lori Hayings, parent of three in three different life stages. I have one that's launched, one is in college, and one is in high school, and I'm a parenting educator as well. So today we are talking about reconnecting and repairing after we frankly have lost it as a parent. Yeah, we've all lost it as a parent. And so I think that today will really help us understand that we can go back and repair and reconnect even when the reality of losing it in parenting happens. Mm -hmm. And
0: I can admit it's with a preschooler and an infant in my house. And I've talked on previous episodes about how I get overstimulated. Sometimes that puts me over the edge. Like the emotion, I'm an intense person. I've talked about that too. (laughs) And the emotion just sometimes gets the best of me. And, and, and so I need to have a plan. I need to have a way because I know it's inevitable. I need to have a way to reconnect after I go down the path. I don't mean to.
1: And that's total reality. The reality is, we as parents are going to have intense moments and and we're going to need to learn how to reconnect and repair. And I think that first research bullet that you are about to share <laughs> will help us think about how parents feel about their own behaviors. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. And it's so let's, let's just go. So
0: <laughs> the first one is really about how we feel about our own parenting behaviors and decisions. So uh, zero to three national parent survey revealed that 40% of parents reported that they wished they could do a better job of not yelling or raising their voice so quickly with their children.
1: Mm-hmm. Heyo.
0: Hello. Mm-hmm. That's me. Um, also, of parents who report that they use harsh, disipl- harsh discipline with their children frequently, 77%? shared that they don't think it's one of the most effective methods of discipline. Mm. So basically a lot of parents are choosing discipline methods that they don't think really work in the heat of the moment. And right. Like you said, reality and Hey, <laughs> reality here at my house. So it's going to happen. And so reality comes like, how does it come back down to what are we going to do when it happens? What are we mm-hmm. going to do when my emotions get the best of me? I, I need to have a plan.
1: And I think that that national parent survey just really points out the reality of 77% of parents actually, you know, don't think that the harsh discipline that they used worked. So Mm -hmm. if 77% think that, then gosh, yeah, we've got got more research to look at. Yeah. 77% who
0: do use it frequently, right? So it's not just 77% of parents 77% 77% of parents who use harsh discipline regularly aren't thinking it's working, which I can get, right mm-hmm. in the heat of that moment and the intensity. And actually, I I have an example that was pretty recent. Uh so we were making lunch, it was on a weekend. Uh I was making lunch and we like I we had corn and it was hot and I'd put some of the lunch stuff on the table and then I was back in the kitchen and i've told i've told you guys on the podcast that mealtime is a very stimulating time for me i'm trying to do a lot of things i'm multitasking i'm feeding my infant you know we're getting stuff ready uh my co-partner or my co-parent is you know trying to help do stuff and sometimes talking with me you know like people do at mealtime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so i'm a little overstimulated trying to get everything done here and uh corn is on the table bring my daughter some milk um my son is in the high chair go back into the kitchen to get something. And I come back in to the dining room and my daughter had poured her milk and her corn. And I was like, why, 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 why? <laughs> like, why did I just poured that? <laughs> and I was, and I was, I was stressed and I was overstimulated from the talking and getting things ready and multitasking. And, and I was like, why did you do that? And I picked her up and I said, just sit in time out. And I put her on the stairs, which in our house is, um, which is where we do that. T- and usually we talk about it more in terms of like taking a break to make some decisions or have space from each other. And I put her in timeout and I walked away. She starts bawling
2: mm-hmm. and,
0: and, you know, I'm like getting stuff ready. I'm like, Oh, why did you, and I'm like dumping the milk in the, in the sink. And, and i like, take a second and I take that breath. And I, I realized in the heat of that moment, that was way more about me than it was about her dumping her milk in her corn. Mm. that was way more about me and that that just happened like in reality it is yeah and so I did have to repair reconnect because that that was me (laughs) um but Mm -hmm. I'm gonna save what we did and how we walked through that for a little bit later but it was it was I have to own that that my emotions get the best of me sometimes and so I do I have to I have to own up to that
1: well and I think that's that's why we that's why we wanted to land here today is just understanding that as as adults you know this reality of we lose it sometimes and we have to figure out how to own it and then repair it um i have another resource from 0 to 3 here telling us that sometimes that disconnect that we have when it comes to our behaviors and what our child is doing is actually really more about the realistic ability that um Our child may not actually have self-control mastery yet Mm -hmm. and the kind of that expectation gap of Mm -hmm. our expectation and their real ability to self-control are different and too far apart. And that can cause a lot of frustration for us as adults and the child as well. So we have these high expectations and really if we go back to what we talked about last week brain development they don't have the brain development to master that self-control and so it's that that expectation gap that's causing the frustration and entering into our reality. Absolutely. And that I think that reality for me I sometimes feel like
0: you know, I'm fortunate that I have some of we have some of that head knowledge and background, you know, in education as parents. That you know, I maybe know that my three year old, you know, what her abilities are, or but sometimes that's head knowledge. <laughs> exactly. Right? Sometimes,
1: like, oh yeah, if someone were to ask me, I could tell you. In the heat of the moment,
0: do I and remember? As, not as every we were, time.
1: <laughs> yeah, not every time. And as we were talking through this, the example that I was going to share had to do with. I had asked my preschooler; she was maybe three at the time. Um, We actually hadn't didn't even have official diagnosis for her disability at the time, so she Mm. was three, uh, and her. I asked her to clean her room, and at that time, I was just feeling frustrated, out of control. The room, of course, was a disaster area, Mm. and so I lost my cool and, and. you know, I went in and I was determined I was going to put things in the right place. And I was sputtering and muttering about how this was here and this didn't belong here. And the Barbies weren't with the Barbies and the stuffed animals. What is the stuffed animal doing in the dishes? And, you know, my expectation, A, about her ability to uh, logically sequence the toys where I thought they belonged and, you know, coordinate them in the right buckets was just not something that where she was at let alone the fact that yes she was three and that mastery of those things is not there, but she also has a disability. So my expectation Mm -hmm. gap at that point in time when I was losing my cool was huge. And I didn't need to be muttering about (laughs) this is, it doesn't belong here. And I can't believe you put that here. And what, how would you expect that the, you know, the spoons, they don't go in the, the littlest pets things. You know, it just, I look back, I literally still remember that 18 years later. So that was a time I totally remember and lost it and am not Mm -hmm. proud of it. And I think
0: having the term, Even just having the words expectation gap, understanding that sometimes what I expect of my child is not realistic for them in a way that's kind of empowering to me. Like it gives me a specific thing to think about is what I'm expecting right now realistic. Mm -hmm. You know, yes, my child could get themselves dressed independently yesterday. Is it realistic? They're going to get right every day, you know, Mm -hmm. and that expectation gap, just just having those words in the back of my mind feels like, okay. that's a way for
1: me to check in. It's a way for me to check in on what I'm asking here. I love that. Check in. So now that we know what and why, so let's take a look at how we can avoid those situations. Yeah. So according to Dr. Dan Siegel, a clinical psychologist who studies the brain, my fave, right? Your favorite. During stressful parenting moments, we may lose control or have you heard this? Flip our lid. Eh, yep. and let our emotions control our reactions. So Dr. Siegel suggests mindful parenting as an approach. And what he suggests is that mindful parenting means you bring to your conscious attention what's happening. So what's happening? I'm bringing that forward. What's happening instead of getting kind of hijacked by all these emotions Yes. The red between our eyes and the red creeping up our neck. So bring to that conscious attention what's happening. So three specific tips. Notice our own feelings when we're in conflict with our child. Mm-hmm. Ooh, here's something that might reverberate back to the Stop, Breathe Talk. The second one is learn to pause before responding in anger. And uh-huh. listen carefully to the child's viewpoint even if you disagree with it. (laughs) Yes. You talked about that in a previous episode. um,
0: We're talking about the car seat. We're talking about when your kid doesn't want to be in the car seat. We're still holding the expectation, but you gave a great example in there of, you know what? I am also on team. This is a bummer. You have to be in your car seat and you have to be in your car seat. Right. So even if you disagree or, you know, whatever they're saying, you thought this was happening, acknowledging that that's what they think that's so powerful and i think you're right those three steps of knowing your own feelings learning to pause and listening to your child even if you disagree
1: you're right that is like ringing stop breathe talk in my ears (laughs) somehow it all comes back to that right yeah so that's the takeaway right definitely having a plan for how to manage our anger is an important strategy What's our plan for managing our anger when we lose it? So, yeah, there's
0: kind of two sides of it, right? There's do I have a plan in place beforehand? So that's part of that reconnection and repairing in the future. And then what do I do after I did it? And in our live session on Stop Free Talk, somebody asked the question, so what happens? You know, that Stop Free Talk thing. What happens if you go straight to talk? (laughs) So what happens? The emotions ran. I didn't take that second to pause. Take a breath. Stop you know, recognize what I was feeling. And I went straight into what? And I said something or did something or, you know, talk about putting my daughter on the steps because I was mad about the milk and the
1: corn. What do I do now? Well, we have the opportunity every day, every minute, um, every moment to reconnect and repair Mm -hmm. every day. And that sometimes means that as adults, we have to put our egos aside and instead of, um, standing our ground and just letting what happened happen, because we're the adults and it happened, we sometimes have to be able to reconnect and repair and go back. And I love this for communication pieces that we're going to share next. So I'll, how about this? I'll share the piece and you give an example. Yes. So this
0: one's actually from a training that we offer a face-to-face training that we offer, uh, by Leslie Aguilar. And I love this four A's of communication recovery. I love this so
1: much. I use it. It's a good one. All right. So our first A is accept feedback from the person. P.S. Even if it's a little person. Yeah. Accept feedback from the person. Mm -hmm. How would you do that? So I can say in my case, uh, on the, with the corn and the milk,
0: me accepting my daughter's feedback was saying like, I hurt your feelings or you were surprised or you were sad that I reacted this way. Um, and so it was, it was accepting, you know, her experience of what happened.
1: Excellent. The second a is acknowledge what happened, but acknowledge both your intent as well as the impact Ooh, ouch. Yeah. Acknowledge. So you've accepted feedback, right? And now you have to acknowledge, ooh, the intent and the impact. So
0: what that sounded like uh, with our interaction here, it was it was me explaining my intent, right? Like I was trying to get lunch on the table. I was frustrated. And the impact was that I raised my voice and I overreacted. Um, and so it was. It was. Owning, you know, why, you know, not in an excuse kind of way, but I was feeling frustrated. I was multitasking. I was trying to get stuff done. I was feeling stressed. And this is what I did, right? Mm -hmm. Like, this is what I did because I felt that way. That was the impact of what happened. Excellent. So the third
1: A is apologize. And honestly, that's really the most important step and it's easiest if you apologize immediately because your sincerity will help kind of clear that air and help the other person feel more comfortable so mm-hmm. accepting acknowledging and apologizing yeah so this weekend there was kind of a step
0: in between or with that apologizing um, and acknowledging I asked I asked my daughter why why did you why'd you pour your milk in your corn? Like, why'd you, why'd you do that? Cause I didn't take, I didn't take the time to ask when it mm-hmm. happened. Um, and you know, this was just a few minutes after. And, uh, she goes, mom, my corn was hot and my milk was cold mm. and my milk, uh, I wanted to be able to eat my corn. Like you asked. And I was like, ah, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but I did, I was like, oh, now I understand what you were doing, you know? So mm-hmm. accepting, you know, yeah, we we don't usually pour our milk in our corn to cool it down. But I did it, you know, accepting that's what she was doing. And then like, okay, so you were pouring your milk in your corn to help cool it down. I'm sorry I yelled. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry that I overreacted and that I put you in timeout without listening to you. Which is hard. Like, Mm -hmm. that is a hard, and especially sometimes in parenting, we, a lot of people have this fear of the power dynamic of like, I'm the adult, I need to be in charge. Mm -hmm. And if I apologize, you know, I'm giving up my power But you're building your relationship. Like it's not always about the power. It's about reconnecting, especially owning, you know, when we
1: haven't gone things haven't gone the way we hoped or would intend to do. So And think about the modeling you're doing. You're modeling how to apologize. mm -hmm. You know, this isn't the go hug your brother kind of apology. Yeah. No, this is like a real life apology that they can learn from and then they can go out and practice when they feel frustrated and they have to apologize and then it feels real it's it's that feel Mm -hmm. of i really am sorry and i had the chance to see my parent do that and i know how i felt after my parent apologized to me the person that i hurt i really want them to feel that same way Mm -hmm. so excellent stuff okay so accept Feedback, acknowledge what happened, apologize. And the fourth A is adjust. So in other words, try not to repeat the same offense in the future. Parenting is real, right? So try to think <laughs> about – and and you can even say it out loud. Uh, you can even say, next time I will try to not or next time I will try to X. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you do this weekend? Uh, so it was – it was – I, you know,
0: after I said, you know, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have yelled or I shouldn't have put you in timeout, you know, without talking to you or understanding what, what happened. Um, I said, next time I need to take a breath, right? Mm. Next time when I feel overwhelmed and stressed, I need to take a breath. And I think you're so right that we try, right? We want to, we want to do better. We want, we want to be, we don't want to yell at our kids. We want to be calmer and we want to listen to them and help them develop these social emotional skills, it's our intent. Um, and so making that effort to acknowledge you didn't get it right this time and trying to do better, right. Practice, Mm. not perfection,
1: practice, not perfection. And you said it best. I think when you said parenting is about the overall relationship, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. This one interaction, you know, are we building or are we kind of of you know moving backwards and i think even when we don't get it right and we might feel like we're moving backwards the repairing and reconnecting like taking that time like we said you know accept acknowledge apologize adjust that can be a way to move forward you know instead of having it exclusively move back Um, Mm -hmm. and i want to say you know i'm using this example of recently (laughs) you know recent one but there's a lot of times when I don't get this right. I don't want anyone to think that I'm sharing this example because I get it right all the time. Uh, I obviously do not. And so this was just an example that was recent
1: as we were putting together this podcast uh, where I had just used these steps. So they, they're good ones. They're definitely good ones. And I think that as children get over older and have more words to uh, maybe argue back with you or talk back with you or, you know... Those types of conversations, yes, accept, acknowledge, apologize, and adjust. I mean, honestly, you can sit down with them and say, hey, here's what we're going to do. Our first step is called accept. (laughs) Our second step is called acknowledge. Mm -hmm. I mean, teaching them and modeling this to older children is absolutely one of the best ways to work through those relationship issues. Just, you know, Mm -hmm. being brutally honest about how as a parent, I'm going to mess up sometimes. And sometimes as a kid, you're going to mess up, but this is how we move forward. Absolutely.
0: So I think that kind of moves us into, you know, we usually have a little section here called your reality. And so talking about, so we learned about, you know, as parents, we sometimes do things we wish we didn't, or, you know, our emotions get ahead of us. Sometimes that's related to an expectation gap that we have of our kids, You know, we talked about using our brain, understanding that brain a little bit better to have those steps to kind of, what's the word I want? Anticipate, to anticipate when that might get ahead of us. So we have a plan, stop, breathe, talk. And what do we do when we didn't, you know, we got a little too far down the path and now we need to kind of recover and repair. So as you think about your own parenting and and your own practice with your kids, right? We talk about that. It's not about perfection. We're not going to get it right but having that plan. So take a minute, you know, maybe take it right now, pause the podcast. Um, but take a minute to think about when, you know, if there's something that happened recently, or when that tends to happen. And think about what your plan is going to be if things get ahead of you. Uh, how are you going to repair? How are you going to remember those four A's of communication recovery? Um, so yeah, but taking that time, because it is an opportunity to to own up to what's going on. Unlike Lori's to model it. So I feel, I feel like this is a weird, a hard topic because it's kind of heavy one. It's hard to acknowledge, but it's also like this weighs on my heart. (laughs) Like it weighs on my heart when I think back on that moment of like, man, I lost it. I lost it. And, and it was not about you. It was about me. It was definitely about me, the adult. Definitely. Yeah. That's kind of heavy. So I just appreciate the opportunity to speak honestly, you know, without judgment and to, uh, you know, make a plan for what we can do when this does happen.
1: Make a plan. You want to
0: bring in Kenzie? Let's do it. All right. Light in the air a little in here, Kenzie.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, Is that not your question?
1: <laughs> uh, great. My question
2: actually <laughs> relates perfectly to what you were just talking about, honestly. Okay. Um. So we've gotten to this point where we – You know, maybe we've learned how to go through this process, these four steps, accept, acknowledge, apologize, adjust. Um, But as we were talking through this, this episode and talking through, you know, back in the past, you know, I blah, 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 and I still regret that, or I still think about that, and I still, so my question is, how can we forgive ourselves? After we've done, you know, used that harsh punishment, we've, we've erupted in the moment and we regret it. Um, Even if we've accepted, acknowledged, apologized, adjust, and we're still like, man, I still did it though. How can we forgive ourselves or look to move forward in that?
1: Oh gosh, this is where we need everyone to hear Barb Dunn-Swanson, our writer's (laughs) words, because when we were working through this, she shared just some superb words about me needing to forgive myself and just Sometimes we just need to be open to accepting uh, gratefulness and grace and giving ourselves grace, but being open to give ourselves that grace. And she was just so clear and so eloquent in how she said it that I just, I immediately felt more confident and comfortable with what I was doing. And I thought, oh gosh, if our listeners could just hear, hear Barb talk about this, but that, that's what she <laughs> talked about. We... We have to give ourselves grace. We don't have all the answers. We don't have Mm -hmm. all the right tools for every single situation, every single time. And then add in our emotions. Whew. Yeah. (laughs) Lots of grace.
2: Lots of grace. Give yourself grace. Yeah.
1: And I would say,
0: I think the thing that sometimes, yeah, I do. Like I said, it weighs heavy on my heart. These moments do. But I think acknowledging, you know, yeah, going through those four A's of communication recovery, but that intentional, recognizing that I am being intentional about how I adjust in the future, you know, and that does help me like, okay, I didn't get it right. Like, I didn't get it right that time. Um, but knowing that I like have a plan and that my overall relationship with my child, right, this is one moment in the midst of a lot. And so it is, it's a, that's a tough question, Ken's. But I do think, you know, giving yourself that grace and,
1: and acknowledging, right, adjusting in the future is one thing that you're already doing. So, yeah. The fact that you're listening to the podcast right now says to me that you're adjusting. You're learning. Mm. You're taking in information. You want to be here. And so if all you hear today is that we want you to be open and acknowledge your own grace for your parenting reality, please do that. Wonderful. So good. Wonderful. You're so good. (laughs) <sighs> all yeah. right, all right. Thank I think that's it. That was a tough Thank question. You. That might be the toughest yeah. one you've given us. But I feel I like agree.
0: I feel like we're okay. So I did have did it- to stop breathe talk in or stop breathe talk space here. Like, a, I'm sorry. Like, okay.
2: But it was you something, take
0: that breath and decide what to say.
2: It was something as you were talking that I was going. Okay, so there's the things, but I'm still feeling this way. So then mm-hmm. what? Yeah. So I just that was just what was on my heart. So thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sighs>
0: That's a deep one, but I think Ooh. it's so important. I think Ooh. this is, you know, as we think about kids melting down and how we use self-control, you know, and tips for gaining our kids' cooperation, all these things we've been talking about in this first season, uh, it's important to touch on this one too, even if it's heavy. So she gave
1: us a tough question, but I think yeah. we conquered it. Yeah, I think we did it. <laughs> I think we did it. So we've been talking about reconnecting, about – repairing and the 4 A's of yes. acknowledging, accepting, apologizing and adjusting. I said them out of order there. Accepting, <laughs> acknowledging, apologizing and adjusting. And then gosh, we added in our fifth our own fifth, but it's not an A. Yeah. Yes. It's G, grace. Give yourself yeah. grace. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think
0: that's kind of it. I think we covered it, you know, like walking through a lot kind of heavy, but It's important to touch on. So, yeah. So, thanks for joining us.
1: Yeah. Thanks for joining us today at the Science of Parenting podcast. Remember to subscribe to our audio podcast on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Watch the show on video each week or listen on podcasts. And then once a month, join us on our Facebook Live. We take comments and questions. We've had some fun, definitely taking live comments and questions. It wasn't as scary as I thought. Yeah, so
0: come along with us as we tackle the ins and outs, the ups and downs, and the research and reality on the science of parenting.
2: The Science of Parenting is a research-based education program hosted by Lori Hayens and Mackenzie Johnson, produced by Mackenzie DeYoung, with research and writing by Barbara Dunn-Swanson. Send in questions and comments to parenting at iastate.edu and connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. This program is brought to you by Iowa State University Extension and Outreach. This institution is an equal opportunity provider. For the full non-discrimination statement or accommodation inquiries, go to www.extension.iastate.edu slash diversity slash ext.